For Nerds by Nerds Production. Welcome back to another bloody episode of the Four Nerds by Nerds Podcast. Halloween Spooktacular Season Number 3! I am your host, Josh. And today we will be ranking the entire Child's Play franchise. All, what, eight movies and a TV show? We'll touch on the TV show. Uh, but to do that, returning to the show is one of the funniest guys I know, Mr. Red Fox. Hi, buddy. What up, Josh? Thank you for having me on. I'm here to do some Child's Play around with you on this episode. We're ranking them. Every one of them. And like Josh, we're going to touch on TV show because uh, you just watched it recently, right? Yeah, I'm still watching it. It's pretty fun. Yeah, I remember last year I was fucking losing my mind about this damn TV show the entire time. <laughs> I was just losing my mind about it. Everyone's like, I'll watch it sooner or later. And now yeah. second season's about to pop off. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. So this is perfect timing. And I'm fresh off this marathon. Yep. Yep. Red just watched all the movies. And season two of the show, as of this recording, started last night. But yep. this will come out probably in a week or so. Um, but yeah, why don't you tell everybody about your shows and what you got going on this season before we get into this bad boy. All right. So, uh, I am Red Fox, host of Night of Living Podcast over on Twitter at Night of the LP. We're a pop culture podcast from Philly and every week we talk something different. It's like a whole variety show of fun shit in the world of pop culture. And then we have our horror show, Super Slash Bros, where this month. We are dedicating all of October as the month of Myers. Uh, We are going through the entire Halloween timeline. Uh, We just dropped Halloween, a review for Halloween 1 and 2 for the first week. Next week, we have Josh coming on to talk about the Cult of Thorn timeline. Then we're going to hit the H2O timeline. Then we're going to hit the new timeline. We're going to complain a lot. And for the bonus episode, I figured I love Halloween so much, like the, the holiday the movies, it's, it, I've never felt more happier than I do in October and Halloween, so I decided to shit on all that and end the month <laughs> by doing a bonus episode of the Rob Zombie timeline. Yeah, I'm so excited. Oh, we've been know. we've been planning this for like over a year. <laughs> yes, yes. It's going to be great too because we're doing the timelines, like we're going to review the movies, but we're still just doing like, we're still focusing mostly on like the timelines and shit, so it's great because then I'm going to eventually come back to every one of these movies later on down the line for the show and do an actual like review review of each movie. Hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah. That's uh, that's what I got going over in uh, for spooky season and a bunch of fun shit on night Living podcast, but just go check it out. Cause we're honestly making those episodes up as we go along. There's <laughs> a Scooby-Doo one. There's a Scooby-Doo one. I know that one for sure. And a three house horror one. Oh, we're ranking the uh, Mac East is coming on to rank the Scooby-Doo movies. The live action ones? Oh no no, we're doing the, the cartoon, ones? cartoon ones and break talking about Scooby Doo and its influence on the uh on horror for kids. Hell yeah. Scooby Doo's so, fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, that episode that episode came to me one drunken night while I was watching the Scooby Doo movies. I'm actually <laughs> marathoning them right now. Hell yeah. But yeah, you just finished your marathon of all the child's play movies. You were tweeting about them, giving your giving your reviews. They were great. Um, and uh, if you haven't heard, go back and listen to Red Fox came on about probably how long ago was that? Like six months, a year ago. We did all the Spider-Man movies, right? Oh yeah. We did this time last year. 
Yeah. Um, so go back and listen to that episode. We're basically going to do the same thing. Where we're going to go through each movie and talk about them, and then we'll we'll say where they fall on our list, and then at the end we'll give our definitive lists overall in order. Yes. But, uh, yes. yeah, we go back all the way back to the year 1988, I believe. Yes, 88 for Child's Play 1, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's go with 88. Yeah. To the first Child's Play movie. Great movie uh, starring... Brad Dorf as as Chuck as the voice of Chucky and the real life version of Charles Lee Ray, the serial killer. What a perfect serial killer name! Yeah, literally, it's it's a perfect serial killer voodoo. Is uh, pretty sure he's from Jersey or from Chicago. Yeah, he's from Jersey. He's in Chicago. He's in Chicago. Okay, but he's from Jersey. I've never heard a more Jersey name in my life than Charles Lee Ray. <laughs> yeah, it's backwoods enough to really fit. That trailer park voodoo, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And speaking, speaking, we just touched on Rob Zombie's Halloween. Brad Dorf plays Sheriff Brackett in those films. He's also Worm Tongue in Lord of the Rings, if you if you know Lord of the Rings. He's a great yeah. actor. I never realized that until like literally a year ago that he's oh, really? fucking Worm Tongue. Never, never fucking noticed that. Yeah. He's also well, he looks a lot good. different. He's a lot older now. Oh, yeah. When we get a little bit deeper into the list, uh, I actually didn't know his uh, daughter plays Nina. Yeah, Fiona Dorf. She's in the later installments and on the TV show. Oh, yeah. Oh, I I fucking love her. We'll get to her. Yeah, Yeah, the first Child's Play one. I'm fresh off of these. I literally just, like Josh, I did the marathon about a week ago. Um, Actually, I just wrapped up on Sunday, uh, Cult of Chucky. The first one, I forgot how fucking good that movie, like, how suspenseful that movie is. You don't see Chucky, like, actually, like, moving and coming, come to life until almost a good, like, 45, 50 minutes in. Yeah. Yeah, you see a lot of POV shots. Right, and, like, uh, oh, and shout out to, was it on High on Horror or Four Nerds? You guys actually did the commentary for... Commentary was on Four Nerds by Nerds, yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's right. You and Tammy did did the the commentary for it because that was really good. So I actually went back and listened to that episode not that long ago. Uh, I want to say right around the time they announced the first trailer for season two of Chucky uh, for the Chucky TV show, I went back and listened to that because I was like, I need to get some inspiration on some fucking watching Child's <laughs> Play because I don't all I love these movies, but I don't all the big slashers from back then. Chucky's the always the one that I had the hardest time going back and like doing a marathon of. And I don't know why. Now that I'm watching it, so I'm like, dude, I fucking re-fell in love with the first three movies all over again during this rewatch. Yeah, it, it does go downhill a little bit, but yeah, oh, the first the first few are solid. Yeah. And it is it is weird the first one with with the POV shots and the fact that you don't see Chucky up in Adam for like an hour because you have the opening sequence. Where they very much established that Charles Lee Ray is going to die, so he puts his soul into a into a Chucky doll. Right, you know it happens. Like you, you already know it's coming. But then they spend about an hour trying to kind of convince you that Andy is just kind of a crazy kid, <laughs> like, and that maybe he's the killer, and that's why we're not showing you who's actually doing these murders. But no, it's Chucky. <laughs> we know it's Chucky. And Chucky wants to watch the news. He wants to watch the ten o'clock news. <laughs> So uh, it's wild because the first time you actually hear Chucky speak to uh, his mom's trying to throw him away 
or throw him into the, I think into the fire or in the trash or something like that. And he literally says, you stupid bitch, you filthy slut. That's the first <laughs> words you hear Chucky say out of his, out of his doll mouth. And it's the most Chucky shit ever. Yeah, that scene where he comes to life is crazy. Because he's just a normal doll and she's like, speak, damn it. Like, or I'm throwing you in the fire. And then he just comes to life and freaks the fuck out. <laughs> also, with with this uh, with this movie, I completely forgot about, too, the whole scene where where uh, Chuck, where, where Andy's inside the mental institution. Yeah. And all. I can, like, I completely forgot about most of this movie. Everything that happened outside the apartment complex or outside of the apartment building, yeah. I completely forgot about. But this movie's great. It's got some fucking stellar kills. The killer POV is fucking, it's it's wonderful. Especially because it's so low to the ground, too. So in a weird way, it's unique. <laughs> yeah. Like you're watching it's, people's it's calves better, and angles. Yeah, it's better than in the sequels where they use like a little person and just do like a corner perspective of the room to like try to make it look like a little doll. Like a lot of those types of shots don't really work. Nah, how they how they shoot the later ones, it, it they go a little overboard with it. But then again, so did the whole fucking series. And rewatching this too, there's a movie when when we get to it, surprisingly ranked very low on the list. And I know a lot of people say it's their favorite. You guys didn't watch that movie in a while. Well, I, I'll tell you which one we get to it. But yeah, Child's Play one. Where do you where do you put it? Uh, I put it as number one. I think it's the best one. Yeah, I have it. I got it as one too because. For reasons I'll get into, we go into Child's Play too. Yeah, my list is a little fluid. Like I do, I think the second one is on par with the first one, and there are some other ones down the list where the it's like I I could swap these on certain days. Like I'm not too strict. This isn't as strict as a list as my Spider-Man ranking because when you get down towards the bottom, there are faults with a lot of them to where they could all swap places with each other pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it kind of becomes a what your mood's feeling. Like, kind of like how I always say this too with uh, early to mid 2000s horror movies have this weird watchability where the movie could be complete shit, but it was still very entertaining and fun. And like, I would just put it on as background fodder and shit. Like, there's a lot of movies from like yeah. mid like 2000s. Deep Blue Sea. Like it, yes, yes. And it's not on par with Deep Blue Sea 2, which is essentially <laughs> just Deep Blue Sea. All over again, without LL Cool J. Ah, that ruins it right there. Oh yeah. Oh, also, uh, real quick, the one other thing I want to say with Child's Play One, the scene when Chucky comes out of the fire, and he's walking with the fucking knife. That whole ending kill sequence with with Chucky in the first one, they never recaptured that. They could never recapture that. Him coming out the fucking fireplace all burnt up. Getting shot up by the detectives, the arm coming out of the fucking, him being like blown to pieces, and then the arm coming out and choking out the other detective, coming out the fucking vent, <laughs> and he's literally still there, dead, screaming, "Kill him!" And that's my favorite. Chucky died this way in any of the movies, because like the other ones. They they're kind of like quick and to the point. Two has a good kill for Chucky, which I guess we'll jump right back right into two then. Yeah, I feel like a, a very good thing about pretty much all almost all of these movies is the deaths of not only the people but Chucky in the end and his resurrection in every film. I think they always they always 
try to make it make enough sense and, and try to pick it up right where it left off, which mm. I always respect. I always like when a, a sequel picks up right where the last one leaves off, which Child Plays 2 does. We get that Andy's in, in foster care because his mom took the rap for everything that happened in the first one. That doesn't make any fucking sense. No, so I looked up shit about that. So apparently they they did that because they wanted to go in a different direction. And for them to do that, they wanted Andy to kind of be like secluded and on his own. Like kind of like the, the only person. They want to get back to Andy being the only person that knows Chucky was alive. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, so they just kind of set, they kind of like take her out of the picture but then it's explained in a later movie. Uh, I want to say, I want to say it's Colt. They mentioned that like he got taken away from his mom, and his mom's still locked in an insane asylum somewhere. Like, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, it's said in like passing that they kind of like pinned it on the mom. Yeah, which is crazy. I mean, two police officers witnessed these events. <laughs> right. So like, you got rid of the fucking. You got rid of the. Uh. You got rid of his mom, but the two cops are still there at a rail. Yeah. And this doll is filled with human blood and muscle and <laughs> everything else. Like, Charles Lee's DNA all over it. Oh, yeah. Also, I love how the rules start to then change about the first person you reveal yourself to. It's the only one that you can swap with. Like, they ditch that after the third. But I always thought that was a neat concept because it explained on why he didn't just transfer his soul to the first person he can get his hands on. Yeah, they kind of they kind of like change it in the third and then drop it all together. <laughs> yeah, the the third one, like I I, I get the reason. For, I won't get to we'll get to the third yeah. one, but the second one, love that it's a direct direct sequel and it really only takes place about a couple what like a couple months maybe a year. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I think it came out the following year, and. Yeah, they the toy company doesn't want to take liability for what happened, so they are refurbishing that Chucky doll. Yep. Even though it's all burnt up and shit. <laughs> they brought it the fuck back to life. And which didn't which work I, for them. I I think the toy plant setting is a really cool setting that they come back to a couple of times in this film. You get some yeah. cool deaths, the ending is really cool. It's very creepy. The uh, with with Child's Play two, as well. Like I've always said, because of the Toy Factory setting, uh, the the video game Dead by Daylight. The fact that they have not used Chucky yet is a fucking travesty. Because yeah. I just want them to use Chucky so we can have the map be the Child's Play. And people who listen to my shows are tired of hearing me complain about this, but <laughs> I I would love that child. The good guy doll factory. Yeah, that'd be a cool setting. To be also fucking plot hole here because we see the good guy dolls are made in fucking America, but in Seed of Chucky and that stupid fucking movie, uh, made in Japan or made in China or no, yeah, made made in Japan on their wrists. No, it's not. No, it's made in some fucking some borough over in goddamn Chicago. Maybe they outsourced it later on. <laughs> Why should? Why are you guys even making them anymore? <laughs> yeah, how much bad PR do you need? But yeah, the second Tom... one's great. Great, Andy's with a foster family. Uh, we see Chucky get brought back to life, where he immediately kills the people who brought him back to life. Uh, 
Isn't it? Isn't it everyone's goal? The guy gets good guy doll eyes punched into his head. <laughs> that was one of the longest fucking. First of all, that scene is so drawn out in all the best ways. Like, it's what toy is he gonna kill him with next? Um, I will say though, with part two, and uh, I got into it on on Twitter with some people about it. We had a good debate going about this, but I gave. Child's Play 1, a 5 out of 5 on uh, my letterbox. I did Child's Play 2 as a 4 out of 5, and this is really the part in the sequel where they're trying to... They go more killer, less thriller. Whereas the first one built a lot of suspense, a lot of, like, tenseness. It was almost like how Annabelle is built up as a lot of suspense and a lot of, like, oh, shit, do you see the doll move? The first one does that, but more in a slasher sense. The second one, they lean right into, like, all right, Chucky's going to kill people. He's going to start getting quippy. He's going to be exactly how he was at the end of the first one, which is great. Because I feel like he keeps his, he very much so keeps his personality that he has at the end of the first one when he reveals himself to everybody. Yeah. Like, the vulgar... Because a lot of people complain that later on in the series, like, it gets too stupid with the vulgarity and everything like that. No, Chucky's always been like that. But, like, in the second one, he's... He is literally... He acts the exact same way as he does at the end of the first one when he starts fucking talking. But he goes more killer with it. Like, you know, we have him going and killing the school teacher. And all, like... With with a yardstick. (laughs) He beats her to death with a fucking yardstick. First of all, he stabs her in the the stomach with a fucking bike pump. (laughs) But, like, I I like him in the second one, even though it does take away a lot of the suspense and everything that the first one had. But you don't need to keep on building suspense in the second one. Yeah, I also think the kills get a little too goofy. Every kill is a stunt. It's very Nightmare on yeah. Elm Street where everything has to be something. It's like, why isn't he just slashing throats? And, like, why aren't people, like, terrified and shocked that this doll has come to life? Yeah. They're just also, terrified like someone's trying to kill them. And it's like, yeah, but it's a fucking doll with a soul trapped in it. <laughs> like, you should be screaming like you're going insane. Yeah, yeah. I could. I don't know. Like, I, I've asked this plenty of times before, but... I don't know what I'd do if Chucky came. Like, I feel like my brain would need a second to register it. Yeah. But, then, but then the panic would set in, and you would immediately fucking try to fight this thing. Yeah, no one ever seems to really try to fight back, unless he's strangling you from behind, and then they try to, like, flip him over. But, like, other than that, everyone just kind of gets beat by their shock. Like, they're so in shock of what they're seeing that it gives him the opportunity to murder them. Uh, the second one is great. I don't... Uh, it kind of sounds like we're shitting on it a little, but we're not because it is good. It just does get a little like cartoony where he's killing everyone with toys, basically. Yeah, it, it gets a little gimmicky and all, but it's still Brad Dwarf still has that like very Chucky essence to him. Like, yeah, th- the third one is where it starts to get a little bit more overly campy. Yeah. But the second one, I feel like the second one, you still got the terror of, like, the fucking, it's, it's Chucky. It's a fucking doll trying to kill you. Like, that's terrifying. Yeah. Well, you also get the terror of the fact that we all know that Chucky's alive, and we all know that Andy knows Chucky's alive, but everyone thinks Andy's crazy. 
And he's like, no, man, fuck this doll. He's trying to kill me. <laughs> oh, yes. And you know, okay. So that, that, that helped me think of a better way to clarify what I was, what I was trying to say about his personality at the end of the first one. That's what makes the second one work pretty good is because Chucky doesn't move much. You don't really see him become Chucky until the ending of the first film. And you get to see the real Chucky personality and everything that like Andy was telling you, Chucky was saying and all you get to hear it from Brad Dwarf and from Chucky. The second one, he's like that the entire, he's like that the entire go around of, of the mood. Oh, fuck me. I lost my train of thought again, but God damn it. All right. You could cut that part. Cause I lost my train of thought with that one, but yeah, you're right. Yeah. And then, uh, we get the great, we get a lot of good deaths. The, the, the foster dad death where he like slashes his Achilles tendon. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, uh, the fucking girl who's with Andy in the foster home. Uh, I forget, I forget her name, but she makes an appearance in the Chucky TV show too. Yeah, she's in the post-credit scene of uh, Cult of Chucky too. Oh yeah, 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 she is. Uh, Kyle. Kyle, yeah. I was gonna say she has a boy's name. Yeah, she. I thought she was a cool character to go along to replace like his mom. In that in in that sense, yeah, it was nice to have somebody that finally like, comes around and believes Andy, and and then like, yeah, it's nice that he's he's. It makes sense that he's not just on his own because you can't have this eight year old traveling all over the place, out of nowhere. Like, how's he getting in a good guy factory and shit like that? But it's kind of it's cool that they kept with the, with that and they kept the storyline going to where like he needs Andy because that's who he revealed himself to, so it has to be Andy. Like this poor kid. Right. <laughs> Because it was the same, it was the same body, so it had to be Andy still, and all that he that he he captures. Yeah. But what do you, what? but and let's talk about the ending because the ending is really cool. We're in the Good Guy Factory. Yeah. Chucky's trying to put his soul into Andy's body, but it won't work because it's been too long, and now Chucky's soul is trapped in this doll. Uh there's a lot of cat and mouse. Chucky gets his hand ripped off at one point. Oh, God, that fucking scene. Yeah, it's so graphic. Practical effects are so great. He's like, his hand's stuck in like a gate. And he's just pulling it while like the skin and ligaments start popping. Fucking tearing. And then he stabs the nub into a knife. Yeah, he takes the handle off a knife and plunges his wrist in, like his severed wrist into the blade to have like a knife hand. (laughs) It's so cool. He gets melted. They they trap him on, which that scene too. That jump scare is great because uh, uh, Kyle and Andy are talking and they think that like they finally made the escape and all. And like there's a conveyor belt going behind them, and the whole time you're so wrapped up into their conversation, you don't even realize that Chucky's on the fucking conveyor belt. Yeah, and just jumps, just grabs them just to get fucking state or nail gunned to the to the plank. And it gets morphed into this weird... Yeah, they put him through, like, this molding process where he gets, like, arms and legs shoved into him and he gets all, like, melted and he comes out this just, like, mess. This, like, bloody, rubbery mess. And they they shove an oxygen hose in his mouth and blow him up. Oh, yeah, because he, like, carts over to them on, like, on, like, wheels and shit to get to them. To get to them. He's, like, dragging himself to them. Which, at that point, why are you even scared? He literally can't walk. Yeah, it's not like if you leave, he's not going to be able to ever find you. 
Throw him in a trash bag. Just carry him around with you at that point. Yeah. Take him to the police station. Like, look, look at us. Just grab a pipe and beat him to death. <laughs> kick, literally kick the shit out of him. Yeah. And uh, then he, he blows up and we see chunks of him go into like the, into the like reservoirs that are full of like the plastic they use to make new Chucky dolls. And that's how he comes back. And it like, yeah, it drips down and forms a new Chucky head and the Chucky head smiles. And that's how it ends, which I think is really cool. I also liked in this scene that eyeball, the, the child's play doll eyes going into the mechanic. Like that, that scene, I was thinking my whole, the whole time I was like, he's going to lay flat on his back for some unforeseen fucking reason just for this to happen. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Like, my man pulled out a screwdriver and just starts screwing in a random screw. Like he just immediately assumed that was the source of the problem. Bullshit maintenance, <laughs> man. I don't even. I want to see his fucking resume. I don't believe his credentials right now. No. All right. So, uh, uh, what do you give two? Uh, I rank it number two. I think it is. I think, like I said, it's on par with the first one. It's it's very creepy. It's got a lot of great scenes in it. A lot of great deaths. Yeah, I got. I have it on two as well. Uh, it kind of reminds me in a weird way of like Halloween one and two, where it's like a direct sequel. Like, yeah, yeah it's a thing. worthy sequel. Yeah, because a lot of times sequels to fucking movies and shit just completely forget about everything that happened the movie beforehand. But like this one didn't do much to cut out what he did before. No, and it keeps the same feel, and it keeps the same like overall premise and continuation of the story, which is good. It's not a pile of shit like most sequels wind up being. Looking at you, Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2. Yeah, Freddy's Revenge. Awful. Awful movie. Well, let's, uh, let's do three, because now this is where we're going to start to uh, differentiate a bit. Yeah, this movie's very weird. Comes out ten months after the second one. Andy is ten years older. <laughs> Doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, He is now in a... He's in like a juvenile boot camp situation. Um, Chucky is brought back to life by the same... same, Which I'm glad they didn't change. Because sometimes in sequels they'll like change what you saw at the end. Mm -hmm. And be like, no, it actually happened this way. But this we see like the whole opening credits is like... Blood and you plastic fucking like <clears throat> forming Chucky's body. And then when he finally is all together, he screams at the camera. It's fucking creepy. Yeah. Uh, all right. I love the third one. Let me just let me just let me just say this here. I fucking love the third one. I never understood why the third one gets so much shit. Like, I understand that they could have did way more with the military school aspect of it. But you've already did the apartment. You already did the house like how many more the whole movie takes place inside of because chucky's so uh, a killer that you have to put him somewhere where there's not too much room or he loses his threat you, you get what i mean like michael yeah. myers and jason and them a lot of times like the movie will take place big parts of the scenes will happen outdoors outside like out and around the house but with chucky you kind of trap yourself with Chucky in an enclosed location. It makes it the, the terror more scary because he's small and you're in a small space. Yeah. And in a weird roundabout way, it kind of evens out the playing field. I didn't want to see them go back to another just house and actually just jumping a little bit ahead here. But the reason I make this point is because 
Curse of Chucky, that was one of my only issues that I had was that most of almost the entire movie took place in Nika's house. But the difference why it works so much better then is because Nika's in a wheelchair. Yeah. Can't really go. So it, it makes it a little bit different. It's not the same. Well, it also had been a world. while. They broke it up a bit. You can't do three in a row. I, no. I don't hate the third one. I like the third one. I I don't like the actor that's playing Andy. He, I, he drives oh, he's terrible. Crazy. I think he's very bad. But overall, I think the movie is decent and it's in line with the first two. I don't think it's as good as the first two. But it terrified me as a child. The third one was the first one I saw. And it, when he gets his face cut off by the scythe at the end. Uh, oh, yeah. But he's still like active like he doesn't that's not what kills him i was like holy shit like that fuck it was nightmare fuel for me yeah that's uh, i'm actually looking at the the gif of it right now when the fucking reef the the scythe comes right down yeah and as a as an adult that's such a cool scene <laughs> yeah but as a child that's fucking terrifying yeah it was just terrifying it's chucky's scary enough and then when half of his face is missing he's even scary <laughs> which okay but, yeah go that that scene do you think that's what inspired the the idea of like let's cut Chucky up in Bride and like have them all stitched together? I think it's cool that they, even though Bride of Chucky is where they went all like comedic full force and like it's definitely less of a horror movie. I think it was cool that they they still brought they still kept that continuity of that he's chopped up at the end. Let's put him back together, like yeah, sew him back together and shit. Um. He- he literally gets shot and then falls through a fucking high-speed fan. Yeah, a giant industrial fan. I I think three would have been a lot better if the entire movie was set at the carnival and not the military yeah. camp. If he was like a prize at a carnival ride that gets shipped out like from the factory when it gets rebuilt and then he... <clears throat> like gets loose and starts killing people on fucking rides and shit the whole movie. I think that would have been really fucking cool. Yeah, what if it reversed and and like say they wanted to still do the military academy thing or whatever. They could have even did it the other way around where it starts at the carnival and ends at the academy for some reason. No, actually you pitched a way better movie with that actually. <laughs> yeah, that's a way better. That's Child Play 3.5. We just don't get to see it. Yeah. I do like the concept where now that Chucky has been actually remolded, he's he's given a new body, then then it resets that he still thinks he needs Andy, but it turns out he doesn't need Andy because he meets a new kid, and then that he's gonna Tyler. His, Tyler, yeah, he's gonna put his soul into his body now that he's the the new first person he's revealed himself to. Which I like Tyler a lot better. I, I kind of would have wouldn't have minded if Tyler was just the main character and Andy had not existed in this at all. Like, yeah, I, I'm actually I'm, I'm kind of with that. I really hate the guy that plays Andy. Uh, he's he looks like uh, oh, what's his fucking name from Stand by Me and Star Trek: Next Generation? Will Wheaton. Uh, he looks like Will yeah. Wheaton. He's got a very his facial fe- reaction face. <laughs> Dude, and his facial reactions piss me the fuck off. Yeah, dude, I hate. It's like he overreacts to every fucking thing. I will say though, the kill in the barbershop. Yeah. First of all, 
the the barber is my favorite character of this movie. My yeah, man's got such great. a hard dick for cutting fucking hair. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's got one job to do and he does it well. He finds the Chucky doll, puts it into the chair. He like looks around too, like, "Hey, you want to see this? That that cut's not regulation, soldier." Like, <laughs> dog, dog, put both your hands on screen right now so I could see them. <laughs> like, you should not be around children. I like oh. the the colonel or whatever he is that wants up having a heart attack. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Chucky reveals himself to this older colonel, and he inst- he wants to kill him so bad, but he just winds up having a heart attack out of pure shock. It's like you gotta be fucking kidding me. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I dig the third. I think the third one's a lot of fun. I think if you just kind of, I think you're right there. Like if you take Tyler out of, or not Tyler, take Andy out, it still works. That's Tyler, the main character. Um, the his his their friend too um i forget his name he's got some long complicated ass last name uh the nerd who like jumps on the grenade jumps on the grenade yeah that seems very intense that's really intense but also i kind of fuck with that scene where they're shooting each other and chucky swapped the bullets out for real bullets (laughs) Yeah, like, you know what, that's clever. But that's the most military-esque thing that you did the whole movie. Like, that didn't warrant it being on the military. That's what I mean. Like, the Academy, I thought, was decent. But they didn't do enough military kind of shit, if that makes sense. Yeah, and why Why did you make... Yeah, you, there was no, like, practicing. They were just going into these, like, war games, but it, they, like... They had they there was no training for them. <laughs> like it didn't. No. It was so weird. No. But why? Also, why make Andy older? Especially when the year the movie's coming out less than a year apart. Like why? Why not? He would have been the same age as Tyler. He could have had his own little like buddy that was the same age that would believe the things that he's saying. Like you, they basically just made him older so that they could put in that like romance subplot that's barely there. Oh, you mean that really fucking cringy, cringy fucking. Yeah, I like her. She was awesome. She yeah, was great. Yeah, she's cool. I, shit, I would have been okay if it was her being Tyler's uh, Tyler's version of the, the chick from part two. Yeah, or like, why didn't you put, like, maybe put Kyle in the boot camp and then it t- turns out Chucky just happens to show up there? You know what? That makes more fucking sense, too, for Kyle to be it, because Kyle was like the problem child never really stayed with one home one foster family for too long yeah now both of their foster parents are dead and she was in a fucking toy factory blowing up shit <laughs> yeah like and again you know yeah all right we're, we're pitching better child's play three movies yeah if only where we were you... adults in the early 90s <laughs> if only where are you uh where do you rank this one uh i would put this at four but this is where it starts to get a little muddy for me because i feel like a lot of them are on par around this period of time. Like yeah, there's a big cluster I, of them. I changed this list around so many times as I was doing the movies. Uh, I got this number four on my list. Yeah. Yeah, I have this as number four. All right, so our list didn't differentiate too much yet. No. Let's talk about the next one then. Yeah, this is, the, this is the first one I watched that I liked because like it didn't scare me anymore. 
Mm. The commercial scared me, and like he popped up on wrestling. He was on like WCW. Uh, <laughs> yeah, against Rick Steiner. He jumped. And, he yeah, I remember that. That weird ass cross promotion thing. I think that they were going to do that again for, or I think they did do that again in NXT for the Child's Play show. Yeah, because it's on USA. Yeah. Yeah. So because it's it's USA and Sci-Fi, and I think it's he showed up on one of these. It was either AEW or NXT, one of the two. But he def- they definitely repeated that angle. So, all right. I watched Bride of Chucky coming right off of a fresh rewatch of the first three. Like, I banged out the first three, like, one and two one day, then three and Bride the very next morning. Coming off a fresh rewatch of the old ones and, like, that, the old ones have that great, like, fucking old school horror nostalgia the way the colors look how grainy it is everything like that i did not like bride of chucky this time around um and this is a movie that everyone like immediately writes oh yeah it it, it goes child's play bride of chucky child's play 2 no <laughs> it, it, it doesn't it doesn't rewatch the movie because here's the thing nothing happens in this movie for so fucking long i don't like i love jennifer tilly i do not like her as tiffany i i i don't like her as tiffany i feel like the minute that they introduce tiffany they change chucky's entire personality everything like that like he he barely liked her when she was alive but then he turns her into a doll just to spite her yeah, I think the movie then, would have been better if she hadn't become a doll. Yeah, exactly. If the I don't whole, think whole goal was to put him into another body so that they could be together. I think that they, would have been better. He should have put her in a doll at the end of the movie, not spend the whole time trying to... Cause like I said, at the beginning of the movie, she, is, she has over-romanticized their entire relationship. It's immediately shown that he kills her, brings her back as a doll just to fucking spite her. But then spends the rest of the fucking movie trying to impress her. Like, she's, like, judging him on every little thing that he does at all. Like, uh, uh, were you what were you made with that knife surgically attached to your hand? And, like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't like the, I honestly I don't like the dynamic of, of the two of them. And Chucky goes from being a, like this cold-blooded fucking killer and working on his own angles to like constantly having a witty back and forth with with Tiffany the entire time. Did when you were before she, when she was alive, you were the fucking worst person alive to her, and now she's yeah. like your best friend that you're both dolls. And again, you only turned her into a doll just to spite her. Yeah. This movie is definitely, it's a comedy movie. It's a dark comedy. It's a horror It's a road trip. Like, it is... I don't think it's without merit, though, but it's not scary at all. And it's not really meant to be scary. Like, there's some jump scares. But overall, it doesn't have the feel of the first three movies, which was just something that got lost in the mid-90s when they switched from, like, video to start making digital movies. Uh... So it's like a lot, the production style is a lot different. I do like the 
opening. I like the nods to all the other horror movies when Chucky's body is being stolen out of evidence. You see Jason's hockey mask. You see Freddy's yeah. glove. You see, I think Michael's mask, maybe. Or I think Michael's mask too. Or like the lament configuration or something like that. There's a whole bunch of stuff in evidence. Um, and then, like I said, yeah, I like the whole voodoo thing that she brings them back to sews them back together and puts them and brings them back to life. I. I don't. I like his. I think his look is scary with them all sewn up. I, but I do still prefer him being like a regular doll, just because he can trick people that he's not real. Yeah. There's no. And, there's no the, the fact that he tricks people that he's not real in this movie when he's all fucked up and like you can see like blood on his face and shit like underneath the skin. Like, you think that's a doll? <laughs> I was just complaining about that the other day too. Like, I prefer Chucky looking like a doll than looking all cut up and whatnot because you're making him look all cut up and all to make him look scarier but you're also completely taking away from the fact that it's scary shit in itself that this doll is alive and talking and yeah. making facial reactions and like that's scary in itself and you lose that when you make him visually also fucking terrifying yeah, I mean, but I understand why they did it. They're trying to switch it up a little bit. I like oh, yeah, Jennifer. No, I, I, I love Jennifer Tilly. I think she's fucking gorgeous in this movie. Oh, she's everything to me. Yeah, I just uh, <laughs> I love Jennifer uh, Tilly. I just don't like her. I like her Sif and Cedar Chucky. I have a lot of good things to say about her and Cedar Chucky. Oh, uh, I have nothing good to say about Cedar Chucky. <laughs> oh, she's the only thing good I have to say about Cedar yeah. Chucky. Um, but yeah, Bride of Chucky. I think it's it's a fun watch. There's some cool kills. There's some cool references. Uh, John Ritter gets all the nails to the face and, and Chucky's like, yeah, that guy looks familiar. They're talking about Pinhead. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, and, the motel kill where Tiff throws the fucking champagne into the mirror. Yeah. Above the bed while the people are fucking. They redo uh, that kill too later in the series. The, the sex scene between the two dolls is absurd. <laughs> um, but I like the ending in the graveyard. I think that setting's really cool where they dig up Charles Lee Ray's body to get the amulet. Why he's never had to go for that before, I have no idea. Yep. <laughs> but, uh, and then at the ending, burnt up Tiffany shoots out a, a baby Chucky. Literally monster. shoots it. Yeah, yeah, it flies out of her. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, comparatively, this movie is not great. Uh, I still I, I still rank it as number three for enjoyability. I have fresh off this rewatch it as number six. Really? Because rewatching the movie, like honestly, there is so much that like first of all, the two of them trying to run away from the dad and all uh, that was my thing. So he gets paid five hundred dollars or a thousand dollars to drive the dolls over to Jersey to Hackensack, New Jersey. He like, she, she gives him the 500 and there's another 500 over there. That scene, everything with the two of them is so fucking cringy, but that scene where he like goes over, he's like, he's like, run away with me. Blah, blah, blah. Repeat something Jennifer Tilly said. And he's like, he's like look, look at this. Pulls out 500 bucks. He's like, he's like, get a down payment on an apartment. Man, we made it, college. baby. I got five hundred dollars, <laughs> and there's five hundred more dollars. You're doing a lot of living on a thousand dollars. Like my man's like, 
I'm going to put you through law school. We're going to buy a house. We'll have 18 children. And that should only run us about 150 bucks. So we still got <laughs> 850 left. Like, dude, what the fuck are you doing, man? That's, her dumb ass is like, oh, my God. Let, let's go. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it doesn't, uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. But yeah, uh, I, I think everything after they reveal themselves, everything after their friend, uh, who meets up with them on the road. By the, by the 18-wheeler. Yeah, gets hit by the fucking 18-wheeler. Everything after that, great. I would have loved to see a little bit more of that and less of them thinking that they're both the killer when really the dolls are the killer. I would have rather that been revealed a little bit earlier on, if that makes sense. And then it become more of like a hostage situation, kind of. Yeah, well, the, yeah, the kind of the main problem with the film is that the majority of the time is spent with them in the van with the two yeah. dolls and the two of them. And there's not really any suspense or worry that they're going to kill the two main characters because they plan to put their souls into their bodies. So they're not really in any danger. Right, they're not in any, they're not in any danger. Also, you could have revealed yourself to them at any point in time during the movie and just so like okay not a problem here you go you're still coming with us if this is now again a hostage situation because they reveal themselves in the end and they're still the plan didn't change they're still doing the same thing they're still going to take their bodies so yeah. what did it matter revealing yourself to them after the cops are after you and all that shit as opposed yeah. to before I do like the scene where Chucky blows the cop car up by smoking a joint. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, I like that one. But yeah, other than that, it's a fun movie. It's got some entertaining kills. It's just, if you're watching it, you will notice that, like, Chucky's personality gets a little bit more comical, and a lot of, like, the actual plot doesn't move forward until, like, 40, I think it's 48, 50 minutes into the movie yeah. is when that happens. And it, it happens, and it just literally goes... Three scenes. They get the RV. They argue. They fight in the RV. They fight in the graveyard, and then that's it. The whole ending of the movie is wrapped up in ten minutes. Like the climax hits, and then bam. Yeah, and it's certainly of the times. This came out in '98, so it's like we talked about the late '90s, early 2000 movies. This is a movie you can just throw on in the background and kind of enjoy if you're not really paying yeah. attention to it. Yeah, this is one I'd watch for fun more than watching because I want to watch like a Chucky movie. Uh, but yeah, so I got that as number six. Let's move on to Seed. Yeah. Yeah, Seed of Chucky is the worst pile of shit that has ever been made that I've ever witnessed in my entire life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, pretty much. Listen, I said about how I didn't like Tiff in Bride. I genuinely like her in Seed of Chucky. I like her. She is the only part in this movie that I enjoy. Chucky is not Chucky anymore at this point. He's he's no. He's a Reddit version of Chucky. Um, yeah, and what is so, the what is the plot of this movie? What movie are they making? They're on like a Hollywood lot, and there's a movie being filmed. Is okay. it another child's play movie? Is this a meta film? I don't. I only seen it he once. He calls goes bananas or some shit like that. It's it's a movie about the killer, about the killer dolls and all. Which that movie should have been what the movie's about. And I okay, so I I bitched about this. This whole movie takes place in Jennifer Tilly's mansion. Okay. Over the course of like three, four months, it takes place in her mansion. They're in fucking Hollywood, and literally they come to life 
because they're the dolls. They're recreations of the dolls that were from the murders, and they're making a movie about it. Not a problem. You should have kept this whole thing in Hollywood. Get rid of the fucking kid, because really the kid serves no purpose to this movie. No. Get yeah. rid of the kid. Should have had it like Scream 3, where Scream 3 took place in on the different sets. Yeah. Have that, and have it kind of like that, where Chucky and Tiffany are playing along about being the dolls that the, the Hollywood's using, and it's killing off the actors and shit. And you could still have Jennifer Tilly come in and play Jennifer Tilly, too. You can still have her come into it, still have the same plot of them trying to take her body and shit. But how do their souls get in the dolls? Oh, because, well, all right. Not explained? <laughs> you know what, Ozzy? It could be some shit. I don't, I, oh, God. Yeah, how does it? Unless they're like, oh, they have the heart of Dumbala as as a prop or something. like, yeah. And someone reads the back of it in the same way that, oh, there you go. Jennifer, Jennifer Tilly, they give her that as an accessory. She reads the back of it when she's near the dolls and ends up bringing them back to life. Is that what happens? Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying that's how. Yeah, it what, could go. what could actually, oh. what actually happen? How do their souls oh. get in the dolls in this movie? That's the only part that their son's useful for. Their son finds them and uh, has the amulet and brings them back to life. Reads yeah, the back of it. Very stupid. Yeah, it's, their it's, son, no. who has a British accent, but also is. Name uh, Shitface. <laughs> name Shitface. Uh, Spitface in the censored version. Also has split personalities, one which is a woman and one's a man. Uh, I think, I even think this could work if the child was different. He looks like shit. He looks awful. His design is so fucking stupid. He has like razor sharp pointy teeth. He's like green with red hair. It doesn't make any fucking sense. And there's no reason for him to look like that either. Like there's absolutely no reason. He just looks like another doll. And this entire movie is just, all of it is just making fun of pop culture shit of the time. Like this was at a time where you could make fun of like trans people. So that's why he is the way he is just to kind of poke fun at him. Uh, Red man is a character like as red man, like, and the whole Jennifer Tilly playing herself and still playing Tiffany is so stupid. Like none of it makes any sense. Making fun of Jennifer Tilly while uh, fucking Tiff is complimenting how much he, she loves Jennifer Tilly and the meta fact that she is Jennifer Tilly playing Tiff, I, I love it. Yeah. I, I, I love Jennifer I Tilly in this movie. Like, I, I just I just like her in this movie because at this point, we're no longer, it's no longer a child's play movie. It's a fucking spinoff. And her trying to fucking go into recovery, a recovery program for being addicted to killing people. <laughs> the most entertaining thing in this movie is watch like her calling the people up. It's like, yeah, it's just so-and-so. I murdered your husband, and I'm in recovery. I just want to let you know I'm sorry. 
I refuse. I refuse to acknowledge any good parts of this. Uh, it's only Jennifer Tilly as Chip. <laughs> I love like, Jennifer Tilly, so I'll, I'll allow it. <laughs> I will say there's one scene, like you said, this is a very of its time movie. There is one part in this movie where I was like, oh, wow, I never noticed that as a child. And it's when right before Jennifer Tilly and Red Band get attacked for the first time, where like he's trying to he's trying to hook up with her. And, like, there's a part right there, right before that happens, where he literally, like, grabs her by her head and just, like, fucking forces her her head into his lap. Oh, and, like, the most so not needed scene, because literally five seconds later, he gets hit in the head with the award and knocked out cold. Yeah. But, like, I, I seen it, I was like, I thought Jennifer Tilly got hit. And I was like, okay, I guess not. And then I was like, no, I rewinded it, and he literally just like grabs her by her hair and just shoves her head into his lap, and then Tiffany hits him with the fucking award. That's weird. Very, very. Weird. Also, what kind of award was that? It was like a coat hanger. Yeah. yeah. Like. Anyway. Anyway. And how uh, does this you... movie end? This movie ends by the the son kills both of them, right? The son kills Chucky. So Chucky decides he doesn't want to stop killing. He doesn't even want to be a fucking human anymore. Uh, he was like, why? He's like, why? He's like, if this is what it takes to be human, I don't fucking want it. <laughs> and he was like explaining why it's so good to be a fucking doll. And then he shoots. Uh, he goes. To, he shoots the driver. Then he goes to shoot Jennifer Tilly. Um, and then yeah, and then the son and them get into the fight with Chucky, and they escape. Jennifer Tilly escapes. Tiffany and Shitface escape. Then they're in the hospital, and Tiffany's still trying to become Jennifer Tilly. Uh, and Chucky comes in and they recreate the scene from The Shining where he like chops down the fucking door. <laughs> like, yeah. I have no idea what to say right now. Which is a great, that was a decent enough scene. But yeah, and then uh, Chitface ends up fighting him Kung Fu style. <laughs> and yeah, and then Jennifer Tilly ends up switching. Turns out Jennifer Tilly and Tiff did switch bodies. Uh, right before Chucky hit Jennifer Tilly with the axe, or hit uh, Tiff with an axe. So that's so this is where it gets weird in the next movie, though, because you don't really, they don't really definitively tell you how, why, and when it happens with Jennifer Tilly also being Tiff. Yeah, yeah, it gets the, confusing. It gets, it definitely gets confusing. I rank Seed as the worst one. It's number eight on my list. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's number eight for me. Yeah, it's it's not. There's no rewatchability. I'm not happy. I saw it. It shouldn't exist. It's bad. It's poorly written. It's poorly executed. It's just. It's not good. All right, so then let's move to uh, Curse, Curse. Of Chucky. Yeah, Curse of Chucky. For the first straight to video movie. They made two straight to video movies, and uh, they're both pretty good. They're, yeah, it's it's they. They kind of try to tie in everything. Uh, it's more back to the horror esque versions, but there is still like I mean, a little more with cult than curse. But there is they do still try to hold on to kind of the comedy aspects of it with the kills. Like I wish they'd yeah. gone all the way back to the first one and made it like a straight up horror movie. Like even the characters themselves, and it, it's kind of this way with the show. The characters are written to have like comedic flaws. 
Like everyone's always having an affair or, or, or doing weird shit or have weird character traits. It's very odd. Like none of that existed in the first few movies. No. And with curse, I did like the fact that they did try to take it back to the original scariness of it. Like some of the kills are very like dark humor, black comedy kind of like kills, but it's also, they do get back to like the violence of it a bit. But I do see what you're saying, but like the comedy thing or like the quips that he makes before he kills people and shit, like when he stabs the sister in the eye and all, like, I did think the priest dying was kind of, that was, that was, uh, that was rough. That was rough. Rat poison? Oh, um, yeah, yeah, but then he crashes, he gets into the car accident and it's fucking heads like pinned in between the car shit they yes. remove it and its head just falls off <laughs> i was like the the puppeteering in curse and cult is not the greatest no which... and the cgi as well because they this chucky doll looks a little bit different but when he and it's because low budget the minute they, they start making him emote and talking and all you can literally see where it's a whole different doll and face and everything because they do it cg and it's got yeah. such a look to it, and it's not in a good way. But they I, they do kind of explain why he does look different eventually, which I do like. Uh, the basic premise of the movie is, why don't you run it down? There's a girl played by Fiona Dorf, Brad Dorf's daughter. She's in a wheelchair. Because she was, her mom was pregnant with her, and Charles Lee Ray, while he was still a person, stabbed the pregnant mom. Is that right? Yes. And it like nicked the baby's spine in the womb and paralyzed her. Retroactive storytelling explaining why he's connected a character, late leading to her bringing up one time about how she went to school for um, to study. She was writing a thesis on um, completionist anxiety, and then that comes back around later at the very end where she's like taunting Chucky about how oh you had to come back to me because. Completionist, anxi- completionist anxiety. And then she gets in his head by saying about how you'd never finish killing the Barclay family. Yeah. Yeah, it is weird. So the, basically, the premise turns out to be that Tiffany is sending Chucky around to the homes of his like victims that got away. Yeah. So he can finish the job. Um, But I think the ending of this movie is very cool. It takes a very dark twist to where what is her name? Mia? Start definitely starts with an M. Let's go with Mia, yeah. Or Nika. 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 Yeah. Uh, she winds up being pinned. All these murders wind up being pinned on her, even though she's in a wheelchair and she couldn't possibly have killed all these people. Uh, but she's deemed as crazy because she's like screaming <laughs> like it was this doll. Chucky doll did it. Like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think this, this movie is very cool. I think it's, it does a lot with what it has, especially like budgetarily. Mm-hmm. Um, it is cool to see it back kind of centralized in one location. Uh, cause I think the house is very spooky, very like Adam's family, Casper esque house. The, the creepy elevator too. in it. It's shot dark as fuck. Yeah. Like very fucking dark. I think it's cool because for a while you don't know what's going on. You don't know where this is set. You don't know if they're erasing Bride and Seed of Chucky because Chucky's normal again. And then it's right. revealed that he has 
like putty on his face, hiding all of his scars. So it is still Chucky. And then, yeah, but he kind of, he gets away with it in the end. And then like Tiffany in Jennifer Tilly's body picks up the Chucky doll and ships him back out, ships him to post credit scene where he arrives at Andy's house. And then, uh, it's weird. Like he didn't know he was getting shipped to Andy's house. Cause he's like shocked to see Andy. <laughs> I think Andy... he's shocked to see what Andy is. Like, I mean, Andy's a fucking weirdo. Especially yeah, sa- on to the next one. Cause... Same actor coming back as, as Andy, the original little kid, is now as an adult, and uh, he opens the package, and Chucky opens his eyes to see Andy there with a shotgun. <laughs> Which I thought was great. Which leads, yeah, it's, Andy's batshit fucking crazy. Uh,. So where do you put where'd you put a uh, curse? Uh I put this as five, right below three. Uh I think it's probably on par with three. Mm. Uh I don't think it, it's I don't think it's as good as one or two. I would I would put it on probably I think horror wise as a horror movie, it's it's definitely better than Bride of Chucky. Mm-hmm. I just think a lot of the, the straight to video qualities of it kind of down it a little bit. Um, but yeah. it's still a good movie. Like I said, all these middle ones are kind of lumped together. I, uh, besides, like Seed is way down, but I think I, I think Curse is, is definitely decent. Yeah, I, I've ranked mine six, um, mostly because of his design. Like I thought the movie itself was cool. They did do a couple of things that's very Child's Play one esque, like the whole not seeing Chucky do stuff, just seeing his hand do some do stuff or see. Yeah something like the rat poisoning thing yeah like that's a very old school way of doing it because like the newer movies like bride and seed you would be watching chucky like whole full body standing over the chili pouring it over like they did the pov style and again you don't even really see chucky move or come to life for a while in this one either no there are a few over the head shots where it's definitely a little person dressed up as chucky running around which i don't like at all because you can just tell. You can tell it's a person. Like, yeah. I don't want, Anatomically, I don't want it's a fucking person. Yeah, I would need it to be a doll. But it's it's decent. It's definitely worth watching. If you have, I feel like a lot of people haven't seen these straight-to-video ones, and they're definitely worth watching. Especially the next one. Uh, so we only oh, have you two think better. You think the next one's better. Oh, I love Colt. I think really? Colt to Chucky is fucking... It's fun. It is... Colt to Chucky, I think it's the funnest one out of... Out if I had to take like Seed, Bride, Colt, and uh, outside the original trilogy, and not counting the reboot, I think Colt's the most fun one to watch because you don't. It doesn't overly rely on what happened in the last one, so you could watch it on its own. I think the whole concept of swapping dolls and all. This is what I wanted more of Chucky from the gate. I wanted more voodoo from Chucky. This is fucking cool, and honestly, the twist. That he's that there's multiple Chuckies on the fucking grounds is so fresh as opposed to what he's just trying to kill Nika. Okay, that's not really it's cool, good story, but it's not much different from any other slasher. But, yeah, I mean, it kind of leans more into like the campy supernatural shit that like Bride of Chucky did. I was hoping more for an actual cult that like worshiped Charles Lee Ray. And not a cult of and not Charles a Lee cult Ray. of actual Chucky. Chucky's found a way to split his soul among 
as many different dolls and people as he feels like it. Mm. Uh, so yeah, I feel like that gets a little convoluted, but this movie is solid. It's enjoyable. It's worth watching. I don't. It works good with the low budget too. Yeah, they did I've a better on... job with low budget this time. I've only seen this end curse once, so I can't say which I like better. I think I was just a little disappointed that it wasn't a real cult, and yeah. that they they kind of doubled down on the connecting it to the Bride of Chucky Seed of Chucky world when I wanted it more connected to the the regular Child's Play universe. But yeah. there are some really cool kills. There's some interesting stuff. The scene where the girl is drugged up and he launches the oxygen tank at the window above her. Oh, I think, yeah. I think that is such a like beautifully shot scene that does not really fit, but it's so cool where like the glass is falling in like slow-mo because this girl's so whacked out of her mind. That I she love... sees like snow and glass just kind of like slowly falling and it cuts her to pieces. <laughs> I love that he reads. I, I think it says like a combustible. Yeah, combustible on the tank. He's like, does this mean what I think it means? And like she's looking at him and he's looking back, back at her and he's like, no, seriously, I have no idea what the fuck this means. <laughs> and he just launches it at the ground. Oh, my God. It, I, I genuinely think the reason I think too, that I like this movie better than uh Colt, I think this is this movie and rewatch it so we can have this conversation again because like I do think that this movie has one did way better with the budget, but it's the perfect balance of Chucky being a serious psycho killer, but also having a, a bit of like a asshole sarcastic personality. Like he's not overly funny. But he's also still as cold-blooded. Whereas in, like, Seed and Bride, every kill came with equipped and all. But, like, there's a scene in this one where the one girl who thinks that she's dead and only certain people could see her, he sees Chucky. She <laughs> sees Chucky. And he's, she's, like, he, she's asking the same questions, like, can you see me? Oh, oh, thank God. I'm dead. Oh, no, no, no. I can. He, and he's, like, are you, are you fucking with me right now? Lady, yeah, yeah, there's a scene where that lady goes, I talked to Chucky on the phone last night, and then when he shows up, he's like, you're that crazy old bitch I talked to on the phone yesterday. He's like, you know what? I'm going to go kill this bitch, and now I'm coming back to kill you. But it's also, it doesn't really make a lot of sense why he, why is he after Nika? It doesn't, he has no real reason to be. No, like, he he got away with it. He set her up for murder, and, and he got away with it. He's after Nika... Also, it doesn't make sense because of the ending scene to curse because of him being sent out. But then, like, that's your first key that there's more than one Chucky doll, too, when Andy pulls the head out of the safe. So how is he there and there? So that's your first, like, plot twist of, like, how's that happening? Yeah. Yeah. Andy has Chucky's head. The all scarred up one, but half of it's missing because he blew it off with a shotgun. He has it, like, nailed to a plank. Yep. And he's, and like, torturing it. it. Like, hitting it with a blowtorch, and he's hammered nails into it and shit. Yeah, but I, I, I do. I genuinely, I like this I like this movie a lot. I've watched this movie way too many fucking times at this point. Um, I like that the one guy is, like, a, has multiple personality disorder, and he's, like, Mark Zuckerberg at one point. Yeah. He's fucking, he's all different people. I forget who else the fuck he is. They're, like, famous entrepreneurs i think he was trying to be like elon musk or some shit like that at one point it's 
it's a good movie. I definitely recommend it. And I do like the one scene where it's admittedly a little bit too comical, but like when there's multiple Chucky dolls and he's like, uh, Derek's saying about who got to kill who, who's going to get to kill Andy. And he's like, you don't get to kill Andy. I get to kill Andy. You sucked the titty yesterday. <laughs> and the other, the other one's like missing his arm and half of his fucking torso. He's like, do you not see me? He's like, oh fuck, man. He's like, fuck, no, 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 you get to go kill him, man. Go have fun. Give him hell for us. <laughs> and the the one Chucky doll was just born with the short hair that was just born. He was like, I'm gonna kill Andy. He's like, first of all, you've been only alive for ten minutes. You don't get to kill Andy. <laughs> yeah, the ending is very weird, where he puts his soul into Nika's body. Yep. And then he she can all of a sudden walk for no reason, which plays into the show too. Yeah, I I feel like I'm I'm only getting to that part in the show where they're starting to introduce Nika and Tiffany and okay. like I feel like it's that type of stuff and I've seen the trailer for two where like there's a whole bunch of Chucky's again. I feel like it's that type of stuff that's gonna wind up ruining the show because I think the show is really good. But it's good because it's just Chucky killing people. Yeah. If you convoluted with all this other shit, I don't think that it's gonna hold up to a mass audience at all. It's, uh, the show is, the show's fascinating. Uh, we could talk a little bit about the show and all, but when you're, uh, when you're, when see, when you're done season one and two, uh, we should get together again and cover the entire fucking show and what yeah. worked and what didn't work. Yeah, we'll because I genuinely loved the show, but the first season near the end is where it's like, you're giving more answers to questions that weren't asked and are now making you ask questions that the answers don't match up without context. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of people haven't, I mean, if you're a fan of Chucky, I mean, I guess I would assume that you've seen Colton curse, but I feel like there are plenty of people that know Chucky that might watch the show that don't. And they just kind of like quickly drop some backstory on you. Um, Oh, wait till it gets later on where you're at now. You're going to be reminded so much of everything that happened in Curse and Cult because it revolves around Curse and Cult. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think Cult's bad. I put it as number seven, but it's still like leaps and bounds above Seed. It's not, even though it's right next to Seed on my list, it's nowhere close to Seed. I have uh, it as number five. Yeah. Just because, yeah. oh. The pacing of it, I'm sorry. Uh, the pacing of it is the other reason why I like it a lot because it just kind of goes. Like, it just goes. It doesn't linger too much on one thing or one person for too long. And, like, Chucky is always there and present. Like, yeah. He's always there and it, it helps with the pacing of the movie. Design still is kind of weird, but, you know. Yes, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. And finally, we come to the, the Child Play reboot from 2019, which. Kind of got panned and and didn't do very well. Um, but we've had a conversation off mic about this. I know my my co-host of High on Horror Miles and a frequent guest on Four Nerds Binders. He does not like this movie at all. He's I watched wrong. it for the first time last week. I thought it was really good. <laughs> yeah, he Miles, you're wrong, brother. Uh, this movie's fucking great. It's great if you just accept the fact that this is not Charles Lee Ray. It is not a story of Charles Lee Ray trying to get his body back. It is a story about a killer doll. That is it. 
Yeah, I think that is... I don't think people really don't like this movie. I think they hear that it's not a serial killer and a doll anymore, and then that's what turns them off to the movie. But I think if you can just put that aside and look at what they do and look at how they, they took a similar premise of an evil doll coming to life and how they were able to change it and go, oh, it's an altered AI, so it the reason it's killing is because it's so programmed to be Andy's best friend that it becomes jealous and, and all this stuff. I think it's, it for what it is, it is very well executed and I think it's done very well and I think that the acting is really great. I think the kid that plays Andy is really great. Uh, I love the, I got to look him up because he's in a ton of shit now. He's becoming a very popular actor, but the guy that plays the cop, I think is oh. awesome. He's, uh, in, he's in the Eternals. He's in Bullet Train. He's in a movie I just watched. Too shit. I think, um, I think he's funny. I think he's 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 a he's a great actor. What is his name? It is Brian Tyree Henry. He's he, yeah, he's great. Yeah. Um. Fuck. There's a movie literally I just saw him in. I was like, oh yeah, he's in the fucking new Child's Play movie. He's one of the best people in that movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's great. He's the cop that lives down the hall from Andy. Uh, Andy's mom is played by Aubrey Plaza, which I think was a great casting, even though she she's a little weird in this movie. But, I mean, Aubrey Plaza is kind of a weird person to begin with. But I think her sure. character is written very oddly. Um, But I think a little more realistically, because it's the same kind of premise as the first one. They just changed the whole Chucky element of it. But she like works at like a a, a big box store, kind of like Andy's mom in the first one. She works at basically mm-hmm. like a Sears. But I think this is a more believable version of that because in the first one they seem to be doing pretty all right for a single mom that works the jewelry counter at Sears. She lives in like a brownstone in Chicago. Like in this one, they kind of live in a shitty apartment. And she's barely holding on. Right, like they live in the fucking projects. Like, and she's like dealing with some like asshole boyfriend and shit. I feel like her behavior maybe would have been more suited if they had given her like a drug problem or something. Yes. She's very much so in denial and very neurotic at times. Like I I don't, I don't hate the mom, but like at the same time, I also understand why Chucky was trying to kill the mom at one point. (laughs) Yeah. Like I do because the mom was at sometimes it's a bit of a piece of shit. But then, like, flops right back to, like, being the wholesome mother trying to protect her son and shit. Yeah, she's she's a little flip-floppy of, between, like, kind of white trash mom and, and actually, like, loving, caring mother. Yeah. I The one thing I did like a lot about the, the movie is that, like, they assess very early on that the Chucky doll is made by the company that makes everything. Yeah, yeah, there's, like, a, a company that makes all these household products. They make, like, Roombas and fucking, like, series and all this shit. But they, for some reason, they also make a doll. <laughs> like, but it's, like, an AI doll, and, and it, it'll it's, like, interactive, and it can control all of your products that are by these people with its weird glowing E.T. finger. <laughs> I had a thought at the time when I first seen it of, what if, turns out, the company that made the original good guy dolls, this is them in the future, and they re- you find out that the doll 
is a recreation of the 80s toy. And then that makes it so that way that this movie is canon with actual child's play. I had that thought yeah. early on, but it, it really wouldn't work. I think the movie works so much better as its own thing. Um, I like the I love the kills for it. Like the guy who gets his head fucking ran over by the lawnmower. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. I could have gone uh, without seeing his fucking legs snap though. That I could have definitely yeah. gone without that. I hate that fucking scene. I yeah, this I think pop. I think that's cool. I'm trying to remember what the other kills were. There's a lot of kills towards the end. Um. I think <laughs> I oh, we we need to also mention Mark Hamill does the voice of Chucky in this, which I think Miles was like, oh, he sucks at it, and I was like, he's great. I think he's great at. It. <laughs> I, think yeah, it's I don't very, know, Miles. Got to rewatch the movie. It's more of him as a a toy. He's doing a toy's voice, and right. he doesn't break from it. And I think that's great, and I think it's very cool seeing their relationship as a toy and a person like who this toy is supposed to become his best friend and they do kind of become best friends. I think that was actually pretty cool because then when the turn happens, he's kind of like, what the fuck? Like, why are you doing this? I thought the part where he's strangling the cat was, I was fucking great. thinking about that. <laughs> the cat scratches Andy. So when Andy leaves the room, Chucky attacks the fucking he's cat. Like, literally like two hands choking the fucking cat out. But I think it's cool that all of his motive, his motivation for k- killing all these people is that like, no You're one hurts my best friend. best friend and all this stuff. I think it's it's really great. I, even I like, think it's well done. I even like the ending when Chucky goes full on berserk from it. Like he doesn't become this killer android; he becomes a scorned best friend. Yeah, a revenge story of. All I was trying to do was what I'm programmed to do. You won't accept, you don't accept that. And my programming won't let me understand why you won't accept that. So now I'm hurt. And now I have to kill you. I have to kill your bitch mom, who for some reason, one hand's a fucking chainsaw at the end of this movie. Yeah. (sighs) I thought it was cool when they're in the store and all the other like there's this launch of the new like child's play dolls, the new new what are they called in this? Buddies. Yeah, buddies with an eye because they're like iPhones. The buddy um, two. Yeah, the buddy two. But the buddy two are like blonde versions of Chucky and like teddy bear versions of Chucky, but they still have like the costume on. I thought they were really cool. They all come to life and start being evil. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool too because you know what? They all come to life, but they're all being controlled by Chucky. It's yeah. not like they all came to life with their own personalities and all. No, Chucky was just controlling all of them, which was a neat way to do it where you don't have to keep bringing that up every time now about like, oh, well, if he can control all these dolls, why doesn't, you know, why doesn't he just make more dolls? Well, no, he's controlling them. Like yeah. you could damage Chucky at the end of the movie and make that the reason why he can't connect to the other products anymore. I I love the scene where they're in the store and all hell's about to break loose. Like Chucky's about to fucking just terrorize this entire entire shop full of people, and the cop shows up because his mom got killed and he thinks it's Andy. Oh <laughs> so yeah, he, he's like beating the shit out of him, basically handcuffing him. Aubrey Plaza's like, "What are you doing? Like you can't do this." And she's like, "That's my son." He goes, "I don't give a fuck." 
Yeah. Oh, also great kill in that in that scene right before the buddy the buddy mascot comes out. Chucky stabbed him in the fucking throat. Yeah, he, he was like out. the store manager of the store that dresses up like Chucky, and yeah, he stabs him in the throat and then like pushes him through the curtain. Oh my god, yeah, no, that was fucking good. But all in all, I really do like the Child's Play remake. I think that they did a fantastic job with it. Um, honestly, like, I would like a sequel to this. Yeah, it's not going to happen, but I would like one, yeah. It's not, and it was rumored originally when the Child's Play show was announced that Chucky was going to be a, um, uh, the show was going to be a continuation of the reboot of the movie, which obviously it's not, but yeah, I would have, I would have liked to see, um, a remake of this one. Cause I, 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 or not a remake, a sequel to it. Cause I feel like there's so much more you can do going forward. Yeah. Yeah. I put this at in between curse and cult at number five, five, six, six. Yeah. But I, I think if I watch Curse Cult and re- the reboot again, I think the reboot might edge above both of them. Yeah, I have uh, I have it as number three, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoy it a lot as a standalone. It works as a standalone. It works without needing any background or really needing a follow-up to it. It can end very decisively at all, but... I thought it was good, and I think it had just enough characters in it, like his friend group and all, like his little friend group that he makes. Yeah. And, shit. and it's it's not too outside of the realms of possibility for right now. Yeah, um, I think it was a cool premise, and they they the, the, the problem with a reboot, if you want to change things and change the origin, it's always like, well, how do you do it and have it make sense or, or be believable? And I think this was an interesting way to take it, and that I think they they pulled off what they were trying, they were attempting to do. Yeah, it they understood the assignment. Yeah. So yeah, I, I really liked it. We're doing reboot month next month on High and Horror, and this will be one of the movies that we do. If that's gonna be fun, we're doing fucking we're doing uh, reboot month next month too. What? <laughs> yeah. That's no why we're, that's why we're ending. Uh, that's why we're ending the bonus episode with the Halloween. Uh, Rob Zombie remakes. Oh, a little teaser in there. We're, I think yeah. we're doing the Halloween remake next month. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be. Oh, it's gonna be fucking. It's gonna be good. Yeah. There's so many. Re- there's so many fucking remakes. I can't wait to see where. Yeah, there's so many. We'll we'll, yeah. we'll we'll talk off recording on what yeah. you guys are doing <laughs> and shit because we have. Anyway, we'll talk. We'll talk about that because it's it's fun shit that we got lined up. Yeah, but where do where do you think you see the Chucky series, uh, franchise going from here? Because we have the show now. I think the show is going to be it. I think at the the show needs to end it. I don't think there's any more steam left in the Chucky tank outside of TV. Um, and once you, depending on how season two shapes up, truth be told, season two could make it or break it because it's very much so. It's very good, especially in the very beginning. It's very good. It's very realistic to a degree. It does later on get a little bit ridiculous. Yeah. Like, it jumps the shark a little bit at one point. But then, if they could just reel it back in from that. Like, I get it. You wanted to acknowledge these things and bring back these concepts. But just show us it. You don't got to over-explain it. Like, you don't have to dedicate the whole next season to it. And I really hope they don't. I didn't watch the first episode yet. But I really hope they don't 
fold too far in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spoil it for you about like the second, the ending of the first season, because it's good. But again, it, it is one of those situations where here's the main plot, here's the side plot, and the side plot's kind of jumping the shark a little bit, and it's overshadowing what the main plot's supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah, I, I won't be surprised if in like a decade or so we get another reboot, but that's an actual reboot, like where it's Charles Lee Ray putting his soul on a toy again. Yeah. Okay. Here's what I can see for the ending of the or future of the franchise it needs to go one more season after it needs to be a three season series cut it there give us a uh child's play two remake do a trilogy for the child's play three and then let the series die for years many 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 years let it just stay dead because child's play is the only one that consists out of all of them stayed consistently active regardless of how the releases go you had the original three then we waited like 10 years or not even 10 years before or yeah about 10 years then we got bride then we got seed about four years later and then we got uh the netflix or not the netflix the straight to dvd ones maybe about 10 years later and if my math's wrong we are so old but you, you get what I mean. They, we are old. <laughs> they kept it going out of all these. If anything, Chucky's the only one who's had a reoccurring plot. Yeah, his story plot. has changed, but it's never broken its own continuity or anything. Exactly. Wildly enough, it's never broken its own fucking continuity. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. I I hope after the show's over that it isn't back to like straight to video movies or anything like that. Like, I know nah. Don Mancini, the guy that makes these, this is like his bread and butter. This is he's made all of them except for the reboot. But like, I don't know. I don't know where I see it going. I but I definitely it'll be touched again. People can't leave well enough alone. <laughs> yeah, honestly, the show itself could go on for a couple seasons. It would be great going on a couple seasons you can reintroduce glenn like you know you there's characters you can bring back who are still around like you can do a lot and use a show to mold stuff in but there's some things you need to let die yeah you'll get to it message me when you're done the first season because you'll know exactly what i mean about like they can let this part die and then just keep it going with the killer doll just chucky Maybe do a Cobra Kai. Do a Cobra Kai. Chucky's the main part. Every season, you're bringing in someone else from an older movie, yeah, to assist the main character or to play a role in the plot. You yeah, can that do that sense. with Child's Play. Yeah, with, you with could. Chucky show. Yeah. yeah, that's what I got for that. Awesome. Yeah, let us know your rankings of the Child's Play franchise. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at FMBM Podcast or on Facebook and Instagram FMBM the number four and letter U. Red Fox, why don't you hit everyone with your plugs one more time before you take off? Alrighty, so uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Night of the LP. That is Night of Living Podcast on Twitter, Philly Pop Culture Podcast, and then our horror pod, Super Slash Bros. You can find on Twitter at Super Slash Pod. We're in the month of Myers right now, and uh, yeah, we talk all that spooky shit. It's fun. Hell yeah, buddy! This was great. Thank you for doing this. Absolutely. This is the earliest I think I've ever recorded with you. Um, I think only one, I've only ever recorded this early once more, and that was with Lance, and he's a three hour time difference. So it was like 10 o'clock 
in the in the morning for him. It was seven a.m. for me. Yeah, I'm like still waking up and shit in the middle of summer. Had like a whole a whole pot of coffee. But yeah, no, this is fun. Actually, kind of got me in a day recording mode. I still have so much more shit to record today. Yeah, it's always weird doing it during the daytime. This is usually a nighttime activity. And by this part in the episode, I'm like eight beers deep, like doing <laughs> yeah. some whole rant about filmmaking. Yeah, we're so lucid and coherent this episode. It's weird. Yeah, yeah I didn't slur once. But no, thank yeah. you for having me on, man. It's a great time. Absolutely, buddy. Um, yeah, we will be back later on this week with another spooky episode as the spooktacular keeps on rolling. But until then, I am Josh. I'm Redbox. And this is the Four Nerds by Nerds podcast signing off. Stay nerdy, my friends.